This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, valuable, valuable Valacita. Sister Tracy, happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Top of the morning, valuable Valacita. This is Sister Sabrina. Happy Wednesday, declare victory. Um, I need a prayer request, please. Okay, I'm ready. I'm preparing for my hip surgery. Okay. And uh, I need prayer for my daughter, Miracle, and my son, Bobby. Miracle and Bobby. Yeah, for peace, peace and unity. Okay, I'm writing that down. Thank you, thank you, valuable Babasita. You're so welcome. Thank you, Sabrina, and have a blessed day. Same to you, Queen. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. Babasita, who's on the line? Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning. This is wonderful Wanda. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, wonderful Wanda. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, Yvonne. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Can you keep me in your prayers, please? Sure. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, family. This is Prosperous. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I'll go right ahead. This is Sonia. Good morning. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you, beautiful. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. You have a great day. It's all because of Jesus. We are here. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Thank you, and happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Pretty. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, this is Mary. God bless. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you, you as well. Thank you. 
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. Brother Michael, happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning, Vivi. It's Dee Dee. How are you doing, sweetie? Doing okay. Good morning. Happy good. Wednesday. How's Jason? Jason good? <laughs> You're doing all right. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Good. You already know. You know. You know I got y'all. I love you. Going on mute. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Tamia Williams. Hi. I'm sorry, could you repeat your name? Tamia Williams. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Is, it, is this your first time calling in? Yes, ma'am. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for calling in. Who invited you? Uh, Ms. Denise Richardson. Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoy and we hope you continue to call in. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Declare Victory. This is the day. We will, we shall. We dare not rejoice in the Lord. I love you. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Amen. Happy Wednesday to you, Michelle. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in for the last week of August, where our monthly theme is entitled Focus. Each declare will discuss how their focus should align with God's plan in order to execute the work he has planned. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. 
We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. We have uh, two prayer requests from JC, submitted online. The first one, she's asking for prayer for Belinda for employment. And she's also asking for prayer for Mrs. Verdi and our homeless community. I want to ask for prayer for Demarie for his healing and also just um, lifting up Dion as well. Uh, Sabrina is asking for prayer for uh, as she prepares for hip surgery. She's also asking for prayer for her daughter, Miracle, and her son, Bobby, for peace and unity. Uh, Susie is asking for us to continue to pray for her. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration by Tanya. And then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Father. We enter into your courts with thanksgiving and enter into your courts with praise. We dare not get up this morning, Father, without a praise on our lips and thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, because not, un not only did you wake us up this morning, not only did you look upon us this morning with your love, not only did you do the things that you did on yesterday, but this morning, Father, you took time out to see about us this morning. You took time out to look upon us this morning. You took time out to see about your sons and your daughters, your children that you took time out to love on. You loved on us this morning, Lord God, that you woke us up. You opened up our eyes. You opened up our ears. You opened up our mouths. You had our hearts beat, Lord God. So this morning, Father, we say thank you. As we say, we enter into your courts with thanksgiving. We enter into your courts with praise. We will say, we will, we will say, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. We have, there have been prayer requests brought before you, and we put them at your throne of grace right now, my Heavenly Father. We bring before you Susie. We bring before you Sylvia. We bring before you Valacisa and Jason. We bring before you JC. We bring before you Miss, Miss, Miss Gertie, Demarie, Dion, Sabrina, Miracle, and Bobby. You know what it's all about. We already know that you are there. We already know that you have already made it be so and it's done. The fact that your children have brought them to your throne of grace, the fact that they have opened up their mouths and spoken it, 
Lord God, you are already there because the blood has already covered them. The blood already speaks on their behalf and what the blood can do, nobody else can do. So we thank you right now, my heavenly father. We thank you not only for that, but on this day, this day, not alone, Lord God, we have decided, we have purpose, Lord God, because our focus is that as we dine at your table, as we dine and deep dive, Lord God, that we're, there will be an exchange on this day, Lord God, with our mind and our hearts that we suck with you on this day. And we say, thank you, Father. We thank you for the things that you have already done. We say, thank you for the things that are going to transpire today. And we say, thank you, Father, because we ask you this. What is it that you have for us to do today for you? What is it this day that you desire for us to do for you that is pleasing unto your sight, Lord God? So when we open up our mouths today, Lord God, we say thank you. We praise you, Lord God. We worship you, my heavenly Father. So as we dine today, as we take our phones off of mute, my heavenly Father, <laughs> we say thank you, Father, thank you, with our heads lifted up to you, our hearts thank, thank you, Lord God, with our hands folded up, Lord God, we say, Lord God, what you put in our hands, Lord God, we will do better than what we had did yesterday, yesterday, Lord God, we will do better than what we had days and past. On this day, Lord God, let the words of our mouth and the meditation
We will stop, no, stop giving you worship, Lord God. We will not stop saying thank you, Father, for what you have done. We will always seek after you, Lord God. We will continuously chase after you, my Heavenly Father. For the one that will speak, oh God, Lord God, thank you for them. Thank you for choosing them. Thank you for using them, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for having them stand up, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Let the blood continuously be on them and in them, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray and I pass the call. Amen. Excuse me. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that prayer. Thank you for the greetings. Thank you for all of you being here. No, I'm not Dion, the radical midwife. I am Tanya, not Tanya. We are lifting Dion up in prayer and her family. Um, and we thank God for the opportunity to um, share the word. Can you guys hear me okay? Um, my Somebody let me know. Can you hear me okay? Here's the Okay, and if my phone goes out, um, please let me know. I'm just being prepared just in case um, we have any distractions that try to keep us from being focused this morning. Father, thank you for the opportunity to share your word, to share what you've given me. Thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice now and those that will listen to this playback. We pray, God, that the word will find them and encourage them, maybe correct them if necessary, Lord God, and um, help them to see, reveal the truth to them about themselves, about their situations. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, I'm, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm still, <clears throat> I'm still kind of having a challenge with the fact that we are already at the end of August. It just seems like we started our journey on the topic of focus, but we've definitely heard some amazing uh, declarations this month. And uh, and so we're gonna continue um, for the remainder of the month to talk about focus. And my job this morning is to share what the Lord has given me. So I wanna, I wanna talk about mm, three characters, four maybe if I have enough time, I wanna do something like a, a proof study again uh, to show you examples of people in the Bible that were focused, and I'm even going to make it relevant uh, for today. Someone that um, you guys may know. Uh, the first character that I want to, and I've talked about Esther before, but I want to talk about her a little bit differently today. I want to talk about the fact that Esther was focused. Now, Esther, there is a book of Esther. And I'm going to kind of jump around. There's no specific um, topic, or excuse me, no specific scripture that I'm going to, to read. Well, I'll take that back. Esther 4.16 is one of the verses that I'm going to refer to. But primarily, um, I'm going to be talking about the entire, uh, pretty much the entire book, book of Esther or pick from it. And so, so we see Esther is a, just to give you a little bit of a backdrop, Esther is a, young Jewish Jewish girl who was um taken who was taken from her village um when the king was looking for a new uh, wife to to replace the uh, not just a new wife but a new queen to replace Vashti who um made a decision that she was going to exert her right as as a woman and not be used as eye candy 
when him and his partners was drunk as uh, Cuda Brown uh, after having one of their feasts. And so um, at any rate, uh, Vashti is uh, banished from the kingdom, although the king could have had her killed, but he loved her. And he realized that what he did was he did it um, at the behest of his, um, what do you call it, his advisors who were drunk as well. Um, and uh, he knew that he made a mistake. At any rate, Esther is selected as the, the, uh, as the new young queen. She's beautiful. The king loves her. She has favor in his eyes. Um, but Esther receives news from her uncle. And let me tell you how she, y'all think that instant messenger is, is new uh, and DMs are, are new and texting is new. It's not. They were doing it way back then, except um, they used the Hapak system. At least Esther did. Esther was uh, had a eunuch by the name of Hapak. And Esther sent messages back and forth uh, between uh, uh, Hapak and her uh, uncle, Mordecai, when he let her know that uh, there was a plot against the uh, against the Jews to to commit genocide on all of them. Now, uh, uh, and so Hatak uh, had to be a very accurate, trustworthy messenger in order for Esther to use him. At any rate, she did, and it finally got down. The message uh, came to her to warn her that um, Haman was attempting. He had tricked the king into making this decree and you got to know something about decrees once a king gives a decree it cannot be reversed that's how it was then once a, a king gives a decree i want you to listen to what i'm saying it cannot be reversed it cannot be undone and so um uh, mordecai was not desperate but desperate <laughs> To, to get to his niece to let her know that you've got to do something. You have the voice. You have the ear of the king. You've got to go and approach him to let him know what's going on. And Esther was like, Unk, I can't do that. If I go before the king, and here's another um, one of their, uh, the, the, the um, Xerxes was her husband, and here was one of the laws of the land. You can't just approach the king husband queen or not you can't just approach him because you want to you you have to be summoned right so um so for us we serve the king of kings so i'm gonna do a little bit of a parallel before i, I get down to the um the heart of what i'm going to talk to you about esther um we have the ear of our king he invites us to come humbly but boldly before him so we don't have to come before him afraid or passive we should have the fear of the lord the fear of the lord is not being afraid of him but it's like a, a high level it's like respect on the 15th level it's, it's respect um higher than anybody else and so you come with reverence before the lord um not afraid or passive but reverence and with humility we we never we can never approach a, the king uh our king of kings with arrogance, um, with ulterior motives, um, with doubt, um, with any of the type of emotions or um, 
attitudes that we would use to try to manipulate someone because our king of kings know our hearts. He knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts even before we think them, right? So we have the invitation <clears throat> to our king of kings, again, to come humbly but boldly with whatever, whenever. We don't have to be summoned. However, there are times when our king of kings will summon us. What do you mean by that? And I'm going to get back to Esther. Just give me a minute. Have you ever been, let's just say, cooking or, um, you know, just chilling, not, you know, or, or wash doing the laundry or um, maybe even at work, and you get this overwhelming desire or this nudge, go pray. Um, and, it, and it won't go away. You know, it's, it's, it's like really eat it, like stop right now and go pray. Um, and some of us not knowing that was a summons from our king of kings to go and pray for whatever reason. It may be a prayer to protect us or protect a loved one. It may be a prayer that is needed in order for God to prepare you to, to add weight to your spiritual uh, heaviness, your spiritual authority to add weight, not uh, bondage, not um, the type of weight that makes you sluggish, sluggish, but the, t- the type of weight, the type of weight that allows you to be able to fight the next battle that you don't even know that's coming or to give you the strength that is needed in order to overcome a particular thing. And so I want to encourage you when you feel that nudge, when you feel that um, that overwhelming desire to just stop what you're doing to go and pray, that's not just you, sweetheart, sir. It's not just you. That is the king of kings giving you a summons to come meet with him. He got something, some knowledge that he wants to download. Okay, so I've, let me let me get back to Esther. So so Esther gets this final message. Uh, let me just paraphrase it. Hey, check this out now. I know you the queen and everything. I know you are. I know that you have the king's ear. But did you trip on this that maybe you are in that position so that you could save your people? Did you think maybe? You think just because you, you the, that, that you were selected because you cute? Girl, bye. This is a time for you to stand up for your people. This is a time for you to do you, for all you know, God sent you there to save, not yourself. Because don't, don't fool yourself, sweetheart. Just because you up in that palace, don't, don't, don't forget that you are a Jew. 100%. So don't think by any means that just because you're in the palace, that this decree, the decree is for every Jew in the kingdom and the surrounding areas, so the suburbs, to be to be killed. You a Jew, sweetheart. And so she gets this message from Hafak. <laughs> and she's like, it was an aha moment for her for real. Right? And so let me let me read the, the scripture. Um uh it says, uh when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this message to her. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, 
but you and your father's family will perish. Sweetheart, you're going to die. And who knows, but that you have come to the royal, your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent her reply. She pressed reply with her Hafak system. <laughs> Go gather together. She sent this message to Mordecai. All the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days and nights. That means day or night. That's not fasting from social media. That's not fasting from your favorite television show or entertainment. It's not fasting from just sugar. This is no food day or night for three whole days. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. I just wanted you to know I wasn't making that up. That's Esther 4, 12 through 16. Um, and the 17th verse says, so Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. Now, let's talk about really the mindset that the, the shift that has happened with Esther. And I got to ask you this question, but don't take your phone off mute. What type of focus is needed to do something that you know can result in death? I'm still here. I just wanted to give you a minute to think about it. You know, literally, you could die. That's the ending, her ending, the end of her message that was carried by Hapak to Mordecai was, if I perish, I perish. What would you do if you were faced with a situation that could result in death? Then you decide to agree to it. What kind of game face, what kind of armor do you need to put on in order to follow through with what you said you would do. Well, let me tell you in my mind, this is how I see it. Esther had to silence the internal noise, which can be louder than external noise. What do you mean? Doubt, fear, anxiety, antagonism. And where would the antagonism, where would these feelings come from? Well, um, doubt and fear, well, fear is absolutely, um, it's, it's it's an internal thing. It happens to us when we know it's a, it's a natural response to impending danger or existing danger. But doubt and anxiety are created as a result of the fear by the messages in, that are introduced to our minds. And those external messages introduced to our minds come from the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, um, the serpent. He is the king of antagonism. He is relentless. You know what I'm talking about. You make a decision that you're going to do something and, you know, you set out to make plans and then he will introduce thoughts, little seeds, little seeds of of doubt, little seeds of anxiety, little seeds of worry, little seeds of I'm not good enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not I'm not light enough, I'm not dark enough, 
I'm not well versed enough. I'm not educated enough. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, my bank account is not enough. All these little seeds you'll throw, right? And you, because the goal is to plant them into your mind so that they could grow into, th- into trees in your mind. So you have a whole forest of reasons why you can't do something based off the little seeds that he, because you nurture it. We nurture it. We add water to it, fertilizer, all of it. If we don't remain focused. Now, mind you, Esther makes a decision. She has no wise counsel around her other than her uncle, but the words that she's getting from her uncle are coming to coming through Hatak, who's doing the best that he can to relay not only, I'm assuming, in my mind, Mordecai's words, but the emotion behind the words. You see, I could say to you, um, you know, I love you. Or I could say, I love you. Can you tell the difference between the tone? So Hatak <laughs> has the job of relaying, and, and so some things get can get lost in translation, you know, even today with instant messenger and with DMs and text messages. Why we have to be careful because the emotion behind what we are saying can be perceived incorrectly. We can perceive that, oh, they're not really serious or that, oh, my God, is that what you meant? Oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. I was, you know, it was blah, 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 blah. Have you had that happen to you? Don't take your phone off mute. All right, let's go back to Esther. Esther, Esther, the silent internal noise. There's no scripture reference. Remember, there's no Bible then. She can't go to the word to be encouraged. There's no social media to search for or, or, or Google to search for encouraging scriptures. Right. There's no there's no gospel songs to play. There's no there's no de- declare victory to call into and submit a prayer request or to use the app. She has to silence the realistic thoughts that she could be killed for breaking protocol. She could be killed for breaking the law of approaching the king without invitation. But she takes on the ta- challenge. The next woman that I want to talk to you about is really briefly is Hannah. Um, Hannah is a boss. You talk about a prayer warrior, but she didn't become a prayer warrior warrior by choice. Hannah, and you can find the story, and I encourage you to, um, and let me let me digress really quickly. I forgot to remind us that today is our fasting day. Um, it's the day we love. It's the day that we get to turn us. I'm going to challenge you, um, provided that you have no health conditions that impede you from um, fasting, going without food today. I'm going to encourage you to try something different. Even if you can only go until, um, you know, you you can only go for part of the day and then the rest of the day um, just you know, go without, maybe have a little something. If, if if this is new for you. But back in the day where I came up, when I came up, they didn't do a bunch of stuff with, you know, you could substitute this, that, or the other. But God knows our heart. And so I want to encourage you today. If you started, if you've eaten breakfast already, it's cool. You could start now. Um, but, but for those of you who have not, I want to encourage you to join us for the fast today. We're fasting from this morning until 5 p.m. And we'll be right back here at the call 
this evening at five just to do a quick closing prayer. So just I forgot to say that earlier. Let's get back to Hannah. Hannah, you can find the story of Hannah in First Samuel and Second uh First Samuel one and First Samuel two. And I would encourage you today, in place of social media or in place of doing something that would be fun or some type of entertainment, read Hannah, read about Hannah and read about Esther. If you have to make a choice, read about Hannah because we don't talk about her that much. And read it in the message version or in the in the good news translation or a different translation and then go back and read it in the first king in, in the first king in the king james version um it'll be i believe eye-opening for you um H hannah's focus was on having a a child and not just a child but a son now let me let me tell you back so let me give you the backdrop um Back in those times, in biblical times, it was legal for a man to have more than one wife. And so Hannah's husband had another, I don't even know how to pronounce the name correctly, but it's, I think it's Penina, P-E, something, whatever. During Love, Life, and Victory, if somebody knows the correct um, pronunciation, you can definitely uh, add that to the mix. Um, but at any rate, um, so, 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 so Hannah is married, um, and she is the wife, she's the second wife. But, but, uh, I'm assuming his name was not Penina. His name was, um, uh, Elkanah. El Elkanah. I think that's how you pronounce it. But anyway, um, she was barren. She was out, she was out, she was out child, without ch children. The wife's, the other wife's name, the other chick, <laughs> her name was Penina. That's, that's what it was. And so Penina was very fertile. She gave, she gave Elkanah, you know, sons and daughters, sons and daughters, plural, right? She was a, she was like a little rabbit. Anyway, Hannah was fertile, and back then, Hannah was not fertile. She was, she was barren. Back then, it was, it was shameful for a woman not to be able to um, have bear children. Um, it, it was, and it, this is crazy. It was all the woman's fault. If the woman did not get pregnant. It was her fault. It was something wrong with her. Even if the man had low count, well, we know he didn't because he had babies with Penina. So we know in this particular case that Hannah was barren, but Her Hannah was barren for a reason, so that God could be glorified in what he was going to do for her. And so Hannah, every year, Elkanah, the whole family traveled to go give, to go worship. They traveled to, to Shiloh uh, to go give um the um, burnt offerings and so on and so forth to um, uh, uh, with the Eli's sons, Hophni and Pinius. So Eli was the priest at the time. But anyway, uh, fast forwarding, um, Hannah was distraught because she did not ha she did not have a son, um, and he you know he would give his wives gifts, and even though he gave Penina Penina gifts, he gave Hannah even more because he loved her more. And so Hannah had it bad because Penina teased her. She antagonized her. Ah, you ain't got no kids. You know, and her kid, you know, it was just nasty. It was ugly. And they lived in the same household or the same, you know, maybe they didn't have the same tent, but they lived in the same common area. They, she, there was no avoiding her. And so um, she would weep. She would be, and, and you know, Elkanah was like, listen, listen, I love you. It don't matter, babe. I love you. You my boo. It doesn't matter if you doesn't get, you know, I love you more than if you gave me 10 sons. 
you know, um, he tried to prove his love to her, but still enduring that shame. So long story short, Hannah goes, when they are at the temple one, one year, she goes there and she begins to, have you ever been so overwhelmed that nothing comes out when you pray? Like, you don't have any words. All you could do is sob. All you can do is moan. Um, and there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about our moanings and our, our groanings and how the Holy Spirit takes them and he intercedes um, with the words that we're not able to offer. And so anyway, Hannah is so, she wants a child. And so she makes a vow. She bribes God. <laughs> uh, in other words, she makes a vow to God that if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. We'll talk about that, what that looks like in just a minute. But imagine the focus that it takes for her to go to the temple early in the morning and fall on her knees and pray to the degree that her sobbing was so, um, it, the silence, it was physical. Um, um, I'm sure the tears and the snot are falling. Um, and her body is probably shaking because I don't know about you, but I've been in a position where um, the sobbing was so much that all, all my body could do was just shake and tremble. And so the priest, Eli, comes over with his fat self and says, because he's getting fat off of, off of the, um, uh, the, the temple offerings and stuff, and, you know, he's just eating and, you know, not doing his, what he should be doing altogether. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But he comes over, he sees her, and he accuses her of being drunk early in the morning. And rather than flash on him, she says, no, sir, I'm not, I'm not drunk. I was in prayer. And he realizes at that time, oops, I blew it. Um, he say, he blesses her. And he, he says that may whatever you've been praying for be granted to you. And so Esther becomes, excuse me, Hannah becomes pregnant. Uh, she has her son. But, 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 but here's what I want you to know. It took, I'm asking the same question I asked earlier. What type of focus do you think that it took for Hannah to believe just because she prayed that God was going to answer her prayer? Remind, remember, she doesn't have any real um examples like she doesn't have any girlfriends she doesn't have a facebook group for mothers who are barren she doesn't have um any of her girlfriends because the one woman that's in her proximity is an antagonist she specializes in in antagonizing her um she doesn't have any scripture reference the same type of thing with esther um, not having the resources she needed is the exact same position that hannah is in now maybe she heard about Sarah, you know, maybe in some of their teachings, but it's not something that she can go to in reference to build up her faith. And so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She took it upon herself to focus on what it was that she really, really wanted, she really desired. And it was definitely within the will of God because children are within the will of God. But fast forwarding, because my time is growing short, we have Hannah praying. We have the priest blessing her, but it still takes focus that she believes what she prayed is going to manifest. Now, if she had just stopped there, I believe I'm going to get it, and I believe I'm going to have a son. This man of God has prayed for me. If she had stopped there, there would not have been a miracle. Hannah, too, had to take action. 
Hannah had to invite Elkanah to her tent, you know, and they had to engage in adult activities. I'm going to leave it right there. But as soon as they did, she conceived. And she gave birth to a son. Now, the giving him back to the Lord, when when he, she named him Samuel, and when he got old enough, um, she weaned, weaned him, um, and, you know, he was able to eat solid food. She gave her son, the son that she prayed for, she took him back to that very same temple where she had focused. Her prayer was so focused that it affected her physically. Right? She took him back to that temple and she gave him to Eli, the priest. And Samuel became one of the, the most profound prophets in the Bible, but God blessed Hannah with other children. There's one more woman that I want to um, uh, speak about because I, I don't have time to go to the other gentleman. Um, but this one woman, you may know her, um, she, she, uh, her focus was the health of her son. He was diagnosed. So all all of a sudden, he became ill. He his his lower extremities started to swell. He started to swell, um, and they thought it was maybe that he had gained weight, but mm, didn't didn't make sense that he gained weight that quickly within a thirty day period. Because when his mom had saw him just thirty days earlier, he was thin. Now all of a sudden, but then when she saw him thirty days earlier, not only was he thin, they were talking outside, and she noticed that the i think it was the left side of his face it it was um it was like he was having face tremors and she asked him what was wrong he looked pale she asked him what was wrong it was like it was like are you eating right or whatever yeah i am or whatever whatever and so 30 days later she sees him his stomach is protruded it looks like he is about you know eight months pregnant um you know what's and he, and he starts to he's complaining about his back um, at the time, his feet were swollen, although he didn't say anything about that. And so um, long story short, because there's so many different things that we could talk about um, what was going on. Long story short, he had to be admitted into emergency because um, his kidneys were failing. What? Kidneys are failing. This is a 23, 24-year-old young man. Kidneys are failing. The mom can't believe it. And um, it, it's hard for the mom to digest what the physicians are saying. So she says to herself, "Focus, focus, focus. You got to focus on what they're saying because you got to. He can't. He can't. He can't hear what they're saying because he's overwhelmed. Focus, focus, focus. And so they get him admitted. Um, there's a nephrologist who come. A nephrologist is a kidney specialist. How is this possible? that he's having kidney problems, like he was just healthy, you know, a few weeks ago. We're not sure. We're going to have to run tests. And we're gonna have, they run tests, and they run more tests, and they run more tests. In the meantime, the mom is focused, focused, focused on healing, focused on his, being, his, his well-being. Because where she, the message she got was, as she, as she was driving to the emergency room in the middle of the night, the message, the message that she got was, this is about his yes to me. And so that meant that he was not going to die. But still, she had to focus on those words. Seven words. This is about his yes to me. Focus on those words. So she 
um, is at the hospital. They finally admit him. They run test after test after test. Um, they finally say we're going to have to put him on dialysis. What do you mean? Yeah, because his kidneys are not functioning right. Okay. Well, then they say we're going to have to give him a blood transfusion. Oh, my God. But she focuses on the seven words. This is about his yes to me. That's her focus. The focus is not the people around her who are saying, his father is saying, somebody must have poisoned him. Doctor, can you check for poison? We already did a toxicology. That's not it. Okay. Focus on me. Focus. This is about his yes to me. Focus. 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 Um, you need to eat something. No, I can't eat. I got to focus. 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 I don't have an appetite. Focus. 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 Um, they finally say, we're going to call in a specialist to do a, uh, I'm sorry, before we get to the um, specialist, he needs a transfusion. Oh, my God. Can I give you my blood? No, ma'am. He needs it right now. We don't have time to, by now you know, the, the her is me. This is my baby son. This is my youngest child. This is my son. Um, we don't have time to screen your blood, but I, I want to assure you that the blood today, the processes that we go through today, um, his, he will be fine. It, it will be fine. And so, okay, <clears throat> focus, focus, focus. Lord, please don't let them give him any blood or plasma that is contaminated. Focus. This is about his yes to me. Focus, focus, focus. Okay, your boss says, because <clears throat> you're at work, you're supposed to be working. The boss says, don't worry about it. Just take your computer with you, and every now and then, just respond to an email or send an email. You're good. Focus, focus. But I want you to focus. And in the same time, he tells me, um, um, my father had a similar condition, and he died. Oh, thank you. Okay, focus, focus, focus. Um, uh, and so they get a specialist, they come in and they say, um, he has Hodgkin's lymphoma stage four. Okay, so do we, what do we do? What do we do? Because this is about his yes to me. How do we fix it? Well, he needs chemotherapy. Oh, so this is cancer? Yes, ma'am. This is cancer. Stage four? Yes, ma'am, it's stage four. It's in his lymph nodes. It's in his spine. It's in his this and it's in his that. And in the meantime, I have to stay focused because my son is looking at my face. He's watching every move that I make. He has a laser focus on his mama. His mama who has talked to him about how God is a healer, who has lived before God, lived before him and his siblings all his life, and all he knows is Jesus. He don't know, you know, fighting and you know, um, and none, none of that. All he knows is Jesus and going to church. He knows some fighting and stuff like that because he would go to his dad's house. But I'm going to wrap it up. But he knows his mama has been singing about Jesus, preaching, talking about Jesus, exhorting about Jesus, praying about Jesus, making them read about Jesus, family worship about Jesus. What we doing now, Ma? What we doing? What we doing? What we doing? I'm watching you. I'm going to do what you say. I'm following your lead. And my face says, focus, son. Focus. We got this. God God has this. This is about his yes to me. Seven words. Focus. And so the Lord brought us out. And the Lord healed my son from stage four cancer. And the Lord is good. 
his mercies endure forever. But I want to warn you that as you are going through things, that as you are, um, or not warn you, but advise you, as you are believing God for things, it is important for you to get a focus, focus on a scripture, um, perhaps focus on a song as well, perhaps focus, create a mantra about, or a declaration, excuse me, not a mantra, a declaration about your position in believing God, your position, and then you walk heavy in that thing. What you mean by walk heavy? Walk heavy is, I don't care who says what, I'm not going to be deterred by what other people say. I'm going to silence the external noise. I'm going to, ex I'm going to silence the internal noise. I'm going to keep my mind focused on the promises of God. I got some scriptures that's going to back up this word that I have. Hey, hallelujah, I've got some scriptures. I'm going to surround myself with people, by, with people who believe like I believe. I'm not talking to my friends who don't have no belief, even if they profess salvation. I'm not being around those people who speak negativity in my life. Well, you know, you got to be realistic. No, I do not. I am going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to walk heavy in the calling and the authority that he's given me. Walk heavy means that I will not doubt. Walk heavy means that I will not give in to the anxiety. Walk heavy means that if I got to go get a counselor, I can call Dr. Sabrina Robertson. I can call somebody else. That means that if I have to, I'm going to turn my plate upside down. I'm not eating God until you give me an answer. I'm not eating God until you show me what to do. I'm not eating God until you make the pathway straight. I'm going to ascend to the high tower. Hallelujah. The high tower. I'm going to ascend to the high tower. Hallelujah. In my mind. The virtual, I'm going to rise above this situation. I'm going to then have a 360-degree vantage point because I'm in the high tower, hallelujah, where I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be shaken. The Bible gives us the intelligence, hallelujah, that we can run to the high tower and we will find refuge. The high tower is also likened to a strong tower. We can run to the strong tower. Hallelujah. And we know that we will be safe because it's a refuge for us. It's a safe place for us. Well, where is the high tower? What is the high tower? The high tower is our almighty God. Hallelujah. He's faithful and just. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Bless your name. He is our high tower. The Lord God Almighty. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Hallelujah. And thank God. Because I know him as my keeper. Thank God because I know him as my strength. Thank God because I know him as my healer. And you can have that same testimony if you keep your focus on the Lord. If you keep your focus on his word. He's faithful. He's just. He's righteous. He is a just God. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for what you've given us for today. We bless your holy name and we just magnify you as there's none like you in all of the earth. 
Thank you because you're our high tower. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, God. Thank you, Lord. All right, guys. We are going to transition into love, life, and victory. And uh, before we do that, we are going to uh, allow people who didn't have the opportunity to say good morning. We're going to allow you the opportunity to say just we don't, we're not going to give comments yet. We're just going to allow you the opportunity for us to greet you this morning. And we're going to start off with our men, first-time callers, and uh, anybody that is a first-time speaker. You've never said good morning before. You've been calling for a minute, but you've not said good morning before. We're going to go in that order. Are there any men that want to say good morning? Yow, 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 yow. <laughs> it's the good young morning, man. big sis. Good morning, little bruh. <laughs> good morning, family. Love y'all. Love you more. Love you more. Anybody else? Any other men? Going once. Going twice. All right. Any first-time callers? Any visitors? You you um, joined the call for the first time, or you joined the call and this is your first time. You want to say uh, you you've been calling. First time you want to say good morning. <coughs> no one else. All right, ladies, whoever, good morning. Good morning, it's Sunshine. Hey, Sunshine. Good morning, it's Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Good morning, Tan, it's Miss B. Awesome declaration. Hey, Hey, Miss B, love you. Love you more. Good morning, Mia. Hey, Mama. Good morning, Wonder Girl. I'm sorry, what was your name? Wanda. Wanda. Is this wonderful? Wanda Jones from Modesto. Oh, okay, Wanda Jones. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, it's Jubilant. Hey, Juju. Good morning, it's Juanita. Good morning, Swanita. Good morning. This is wonderful. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, wonderful. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. This is Smiling Shirley. Hey, Smiley. Anybody else want to say good morning before we move on to Love, Life, and Victory? Good morning, Tanya. This is Sonia. Loved it all. Hey, Sonia. Good morning, Tanya. It's Persistent. Hey, Persistent. Good morning, Tanya. Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. All righty. Um, we're going to we are going to move into love, life, and victory. If you are not um, getting ready to ask a question or make a comment, I'm going to ask you to just double check your phones. I hear a little bit of background background noise, so go ahead and put your phone on mute. Is there a question? Is there a um, 
somebody need a little bit more clarity or a comment that you want to make? Did anybody have a God moment? Y'all call it aha moments. I call it God moments. And, and, yeah. and, it's oh my God, I did have an aha God moment. Um, Cher, oh my God, was all amazing. And I think the thing that brought out um, with all the characters and even my favorite one at the end um, was the <laughs> fact that <laughs> was the fact that everyone that came in contact with each one of them that had a peti- a petition or a request that they that someone agreed with them in their faith for what they were believing God for. Yeah, we know that it is impossible without faith. It is impossible to please God. But when you look at Hannah, she she was so um, into her uh, request and trusting God, and she was at her wit's end. Um, and the priest saw that, and he saw what she was yearning for. He came in agreement with with um, her request. And then you talked about. Um, Esther, she had to put herself to the side for the sake of the people, for the sake of a a, a, um, a, a generation or a nation or whatever, the whole of all the people. It was more important for her to um, do what she was supposed to do. And then, um, oh, and for the scripture, when you talked about the Holy Spirit, it's Romans um, 8, 26 and 27 about the Holy Spirit um, speaks for us when we don't have words and with our moaning and groaning. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And then that last character, when you talked about how she had to stay focused, her son had to watch what his mom said what she demonstrated and her dedication unto God. And he was agree- in agreement. You never lost your focus on what God said. That part right there was so dope. That just reminded me of, you know, my share, how I had to be steadfast with my when God told me that my dog was going to be healed. So that part, we have to stand on the word of God and know that it is that that is going to pull us through. So great share. Grace here. Just that was Thank you. So you're welcome. I love Thank you. you. Love you more. Thank you. This. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Diddy. Oh no, you want to say? I can. I'm in the office. The kids aren't here yet. I have to wait for you. I was just gonna say, this is about his yes to me. Seven words. Oh, seven words. Not even all really, I mean, it's a full sentence, but more of a statement. Go ahead, Didi. Were you going to sing too? No. Or? No, no, no. I'm not singing anymore for Declare Victory. You guys don't appreciate my gift. So that's a whole other declaration. <laughs> I think you're not focusing. Okay, go ahead. Praise God. So, oh, oh, see, see, mute, mute, mute ministry. That's so cool. <laughs> wait, wait, baby. Uh, Didi, 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 baby, Spice always got you. Always, always. Thank you, sister. See, this is just ridiculous on a prayer call. But that deep moan, <laughs> I was listening to you, and I thought about Hannah um, when I lost Demetrius. At just being 18 years old, I didn't have a 
like who I am now was no, I had no idea, you know, how to really focus on faith and to believe God and trust God, especially when I had so-called, and I say so-called saints, um, saying stuff to me like, you know, you lost your son because you were 18 and you weren't married, just a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't necessary. But for me to not doubt God and to believe him, just like when you said those seven words, this is about my yes to God. So now I understand why I went through what I went through, right? But he did promise me. I remember in the midst of pain where I couldn't pray or moan and I didn't understand it, I, I kept hearing beauty for ashes. And that's why I think I'm such a butterfly. I get it because he has restored my joy. He has given me a garment of praise. Like all of that means so much because of the love that he's given me through my children and then other kids. But at the time that I lost my son, get this, there were like 10 close females around me that all gave birth to boys. So that was even harder for me. They're my nephews and stuff now, but I had to really focus on the faith and not doubt God and look at me now. So I'm just saying through all of that, he will use some things to get you to know that this is about my yes to him. So I love you, sis, and you just always bless my soul. Love you more, Dee. Hey, Tim. I had to jump in. I was trying to get in after show, but, you know, then Dee just, she just took it even further, and I, all three of them, even yours, um, but Hannah, it, the, the aha I had was, and I'm going to be very transparent, I had surgery in, in April. I had to have a total hysterectomy, and I don't have children, and it was a hard thing for me, real, real hard, um, finding out I had endometriosis and adenomyosis to where I was bleeding inside my body. So, but the thing that the, what the Lord just, when you were talking about Hannah and how she prayed to the Lord for a child and she would give the child back, God said, while you were talking, you may not have physical children that you've given birth, but you have children that come to you. So you are a mother. Because I was told to my face when it came around, mother said, oh, no, this is only for mothers. But I had to tell that person, I said, but I'm a godmother. It hurt, but the realization is this. I'm a mother. I'm an auntie. It doesn't matter. I have to look at it. It doesn't matter if I gave birth to them physically, but the fact that if they call me mom, if they call me auntie, whatever he uses me for, he gave birth. There's birth in me that I'm going to birth out. So this right here, mm-mm, I thank you. <laughs> that, that aha is right there. Oh. That aha is going to stay there because he said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> I know the rest, but this right here, nothing can compare. And I thank you, Tanya. And I love you. Oh, thank you. So I'm oh praise God. Praise God. He knows he knows what he's doing and he knows how to encourage us. Be encouraged. Um I want to tell you something on the heels of that. So Carl's middle daughter um, I, I call her middle, my middle middle. You, you may have heard her on the call um, every now and then. She used to call more frequently a while ago, <clears throat> but she all degreed up now and <laughs> keep going back to school. I think she's pursuing her doctorate now. But anyway, she um, she was born with, listen to this, she was born with ovarian cancer, born with ovarian cancer, and they had to remove her um, her uterus. And um, she she can so obviously she cannot have children, but she adopted 
five, let me see, one, two, three. Yeah, she adopted five children. She's like, she's like the mother. Oh, sorry, I'm moving around. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I apologize for the noise. She's like the the old lady in the shoe, you know, the mother with, I was like, Nick, I was like, girl. She loves, loves, loves children. She loves babies. She's the best mom. I mean, like, she's a phenomenal mother. Phenomenal. And she didn't have, she didn't space them out. I mean, like, she had babies that were together. Like, you know, they like one, she got one, one that's, uh, she has two of them that are like a year apart. I mean, like, she's phenomenal. And she was blessed to get a set of siblings. So it's the, it's three children that are biologically um, related. They have the same mother, but different fathers that she adopted. And then there is a, there are two others. But anyway, I'm, I just said that to say, you know, and I have another friend who was not able to have children and she adopted a set of twins as an older woman. And I think it's phenomenal that, um, you know, the love, the nurturing that she has and the love that she got to make a decision of the children, whereas opposed to us, we get what comes out. <laughs> but I wanted, to, I'm sorry, I did something that was out of habit. I'm sorry, I did it again. I wanted to read something to you. It's a scripture. Um, it is uh, Psalm 144, and that's what I was looking for. I couldn't find it at the time, but here it is. Psalm 144, 1 through 2, it says, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Such an, talk about the, I was talking about the high tower in the, in the share. It's a place where we can run to God. With not, not physically, we're not ascending, but um, when you are in a high building, I, I did a little bit of research, a high tower, um, if you can imagine in your mind um, a medieval movie where um, there is a king in a really massive castle, like uh, 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 England is famous for these castles. And in these castles, they have towers, high towers. Like there are no windows at the bottom. There are no, there's only one door that is um, very, very secure. Or maybe there's a secret passage so people can't get into the tower through the door. And then you go up, you ascend up these stairs and there, there's there's a window or maybe a couple of windows up there. But the, the building, the tower is made out of um, almost impenetrable materials like stone and brick and that type of thing that does that cannot easily burn. And so uh, back in the back in biblical times, people physically used to be able to run if they were in if there were they were in if war was impending, they were there was a war uh or there was um you know there was some kind of imminent danger, they could run to the tower and get in and get up, you know, get up to the top. And so obviously they had several and they were they were pretty big to be able to accommodate people. And so in the research, I found that sometimes people would run to the tower with their possessions um, or sometimes they would just run to the tower because that's all they had was them and their family and they would be secure there. Uh, and even if the enemy was trying to fight them, 
um, trying to get through. I mean, it would take a very, very long to, time to get through to that tunnel. So if you imagine in your mind, whenever you are faced with situations that seem overwhelming, whenever you are faced with danger, whenever you are faced with a, a, a trial that is so heavy, you can run to your high tower. Here's another thing about the high tower. The high tower literally gives you a vantage point. So a high tower was also used for um uh, for watch for they call them watchmen. They were they were assigned to the high tower so that they could watch over the 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 kingdom or watch over the particular vicinity. As long as they had, you know, a straight line of shot or whatever, they could see danger coming. They could see if the enemy was coming. They could see if uh, a storm was coming. They could see these things, and then they could give a sound and warn the people, right? So in our case, when we go back to the high tower, um, uh, one more time, uh, one more thing I wanted to bring out is that the men on the, or those watchmen on the high tower have a vantage point. They can see everything above ground, and they would have a 360-degree vantage point. They could see everything all the way around them. And in most kingdoms, they had, again, several throughout the kingdom, the north, the south, the east, and the west, so they could, they could watch all uh, directions, right? So now I want to go back to us, and then you, if there, anybody has a comment. We can run to our high tower. We can run to our high tower or our strong tower. There's a scripture in Proverbs 18.10 that says the name, of the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. So, the next, so what is our high tower? It's not a physical tower like they had in biblical times or medieval times or what have you, but it is a spiritual tower. And the name of the Lord. So what do you mean, Tanya? So for me, when I was going through the situation with my son and, and his health, I would call on the name of the Lord. And there came my refuge. There came my deliverance. Now I was still in the middle of the fight. But it gave me the strength to keep going. It protected me from the naysayers. You know, my mom thought my son was going to die. And she never said it out loud, but her words were not as, she was scared. That's her grandson. She was scared. And so later on, after the Lord healed him, she said, girl, I thought that boy was going to die. I said, I'm so, and when people would say things, this is, this is my strong tower. Now, let me give you an example. When people would say things that were not encouraging or it sounded like as if they was going to go there, but you know, the doc, ah, nope, nope, or I would leave. I protected, I was protected from the words of other people because I could not allow those seeds to be planted in my mind, germinate. And then create a whole force. Anybody have anything else to say? Because I'm not going to keep talking. I'm going to let y'all have some time back. This is Shirley. Um, what you just said is, I think, it's really, really important who we also um, expose our situations to. We can't just tell everybody or anybody. We had this one particular time where we were praying, and there was a woman that was 
sharing what her, her sister was going through. And there was a handful of us, you know, coming into a green bed. And then you have one person using her situation. And at that time, I, it, it threw us all off focus, not even just that person. And instead of us staying focused on her, the focus shifts and it became about her and not the first person. So I really believe that sometimes we have to be careful when we do use or think we're helping, is it taking that person off focus and the focus doesn't become now on us. We like to compare our situation to someone else's situation. At this particular time, I believe it is not about you. It's still about that person. We have to be careful comparing our situation during those times. That's all. That was rich, Shirley, and that's so true. Um, and I think sometimes we're trying to relate to, I think I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt. Some people is just um, raggedy and they want the attention, right? The attention whores. Um, and then there are other times when we're trying to relate to an individual. <clears throat> and so we might compare. And so it's always best to be prayerful about, especially when you have situations that are very, very serious. It's, it's, Speak the Holy Spirit about what to say. Ask him what, what you should say. Anybody else have a comment? Big TT. Let me Hey, so look, I'm just going to say this. So I vividly remember those moments with Lon, and like every now and then I think about it like, dang, that was crazy. And I have to shift my thought process to then you end up going down a rabbit hole of all the stuff that happened. But um, the, you, like, you gained your, like, you gained mom points in that kind of situation. Um, I know it's not like a points thing, but, like, I'm always thinking in a point system. I don't know why my brain does this. But you gained mom points. And not only that, but, like, you gained points and notches in, like, endurance and, like, each thing that you go through and the capacity in which you go through it. Um, and how much it takes to actually get through it, and you actually get through it and you survive, it, like, I, I look at it as notches, like, okay, I got another notch, all right, next next level up, right, like a video game, and so um, I, it reminded me of, um, I also, like, like, mama, I really, I thought Lionel was going to die, like, you couldn't, like, I was so scared, I couldn't say it, but it was, it was a scary time. But it just reminded me of a time where um, when you were talking about um, the high tower and how I know this is like so terrible, but in my heydays um, where me and my best friend would go out and leave the club um, and we would be in clubs that we were not supposed to be in. Uh, and so this one particular time, a fight broke out and some gunfire happened and I found a door that led to a, a, um, a set of stairs that took us up and it was a place that it looked like it could have been a, like a, a closet but me and her closed the door I grabbed her hand we closed the door and we took up that flight of stairs we didn't know where it was gonna go to um it was dark but we knew that if we got up there wasn't no shooter gonna go through where we just went through they go find a door to go out and the people are gonna they started literally like it was like a stampede and so they were running out the door. We found a place in the building to, to get safe. But your statement of finding, close my door, your statement of, of, of finding Jesus as a safe tower and a refuge just reminded me of that because 
because of that, we were safe. We were able to get out. But it 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 re, it's a reflection of yes, in those in those castles, you don't always know where the door is going to lead to. You just know it's going up. You don't know. You can't always see. It's not always a light. You don't always have a candle. They didn't always. They didn't have flashlights back then. But you don't always have a torch. You just have to trust. Okay, my instinct is telling me to go up, so I'm gonna just run up. I'm gonna just go toward um, higher heights so that I know that I have a better view of what's going on, but I'm safer from what's going on down below. And so that was the thing that made me think about that. So yeah, kill it. That was pretty good. I liked that analogy. Um, and you know, you you want to know something, you guys? Totally transparent moment. Y'all have. You long timers that's been on the call, y'all have been a part of most of the devastating losses that I've experienced. Not the one with my son, um, not that one. Um, definitely the kidney transplant, same son. But when I thought about it, and I was talking to somebody the other day, and it dawned on me how much I have been through in the last 10 years um, and how much I've changed over the past decade for the better. Um, how much, like, I, like after the situation with my son, it was prolonged. It was like um, the first three months were pretty, were pretty rough, the first three months. Um, and then after that, when they figured out what was going on, and he started to stabilize, but but still, you know, um, but but you know, I grew so much spiritually, like my my foundation, my belief in God, like like it's 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 unshakable, and while. You know, I don't ever want to go through those things again. And God is so faithful. He's a He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Um, you know, there are, I'm about to give birth again. And um, I'm excited and, you know, I'm waiting. You know, the baby is not fully formed yet, but I'm, I'm super excited. Um, and I can't wait to tell y'all. Um, but anyway, there's that. Anybody else have a comment? Hey, 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 yes. I have to say this to you, sister. This is Didi. To be able to watch you just walk it out for real and the growth and just what I've been able to watch. You have helped me and my faith grow, right? Just being a mother, being a daughter, being a wife, just all of it. So to hear you and to see you. It's so real. I keep on hearing the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a it's a song that we sing. It's a scripture, but we sing it as, as a worship song at church. And so when you think about just the strong tower, then you think about the shadow safety. It's a safety place that you can go to. And like little Mercy was saying, I've been there too, means where you're places you shouldn't be, but he gives you a way of escape. I got chills when I think about some places and how it, it, it almost like a magic door appears, right? in the dark and you're safe and it's just so you have to use that analogy the name of the lord is a strong tower there's so much going on but if you focus on faith and really believe when you're praying for stuff believe it stop just being mamsy pamsy and oh lord i need you no believe 
We have to believe because it's tied to believing him and not doubting his word. So I just love you. And yeah, I'm just grateful that God gave me another big sister that I know loves me with my crazy radical self. I know Tan got me. I love you, sis. I love you more, sis. Anybody else? Yes, good morning. This is Jubilant. Hey, Juju. Hey, I love the sound of your your voice and wow, you had me fired up this morning. Um <laughs> <laughs> like I need Um but um you know when, when you the whole time you were talking and you kept saying focus, that was the thing that really got to me. You, you know, when you tell me the, the last story was about your son and how, you know, the Lord had given you a word and you kept you kept referring back to that word. And what comes to me as, you know, people of God, we need to pay attention. We need to, um, you know, pay attention to the sound of, you know, I think about, I think it was Elijah when he had ran and went into that cave. It wasn't all of this stuff like the fire and all that. It was that still, small voice. And right before the storm, there's a still, small voice. And it's, that's why it behooves us as Christians to really, you know, uh, to, um, to really spend that quality time with God. Because there was a time that I heard that voice when I was in the world, but I, I, I excused it as myself, as my own inner voice, right? But now moving forward as a child of God, I know that was the voice of the Lord. So being a child of God and knowing the voice of the Lord, we need to be uh, very attentive, you know, to the sound of his voice. And, um, you know, because he's always speaking. Prior to the storm, he's speaking. And so we need to, you know, be, be very, that's what that's, that's keeps coming to my mind, be very attentive to what's being said. Because he said something before you got there. He said something before, you know, before we, before we, uh, we got to that situation. There was, always, there was something said. Mm-hmm. But. You know, we have to take the time to go back and, like, like remember. Like, Holy Spirit, help me to remember because you said something before this happened. So I just want to say that. Thank you, Juju. Thank you. Remember, remember. Um, well, if there isn't anybody else. Um, oh, go ahead. I was hey. going to say something real quick. First and foremost, guess who got the word seven. 720 this morning. Okay. Girl, Anywho. you was focused, wasn't you? I was focused. <laughs> I was focused. So talking to myself, get out of the house. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just... <laughs> Listen, you sometimes guys, that's what we have to do. Okay, go That's ahead. what you have to do. Like, what you need to do in 10 minutes, focus on that. You need to be out of the house in 10 minutes, focus on that. Okay. Can um, I tell you something real quick, though? Go ahead. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll even set a timer. You got to finish this in ten minutes, and then you got to then okay. you got to go. You don't have no more time for yeah. that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to thank you for your declaration. And there's one thing that I noticed in each of the different examples of the woman that you talked about in terms of focus, um, starting with with Esther, in the story of Esther, in the book of Esther, God does not speak one time audibly, right? It's not recorded uh-huh. in that book. So. She had to focus on this, like you said, not only without having the scripture that she could Google or play, you know, Alexa, play this song or, you know, all of those things, the Bible that she could tend to be pick up and read and flip through the pages. 
she had to focus not hearing his voice audibly either. Um, wow. Then you've got, yeah, then you've got Hannah, who the Lord spoke to her through Eli. So this time he speaks, but he speaks through a person. But with you, God spoke to you. Wow. Heard it, whether it was on the inside or, or whether you heard it with your ear. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you get three examples of focus with, wow. with, with, without, a, without whether you hear him audibly or not. My goodness. You still, you still stay focused. Okay, that's all I like to have. That was something else. My goodness. Because he doesn't always approach us the same with every situation, and he doesn't always, um, and with every person, he deals with us differently. But I tell you, I heard the voice of God internally. I still remember it. I was crossing the uh, Parkinas Bridge. I don't know. It must have been 1130, 12 at night or something like that on my way to St. Luke's Hospital. And I heard just as I was getting on the bridge, I heard the Lord whisper over the right, over my right shoulder, in, but my, through my right ear predominantly. And that's generally for me, that's usually where I hear him. It's usually on the right side. Um, and it sounds like the sound, it, it seems like the sound comes from behind me. Um, but anyway, anybody else? Thank you, Christina Joy. Hey, Tan, hey, isn't uh, it amazing? Oh, I heard two ahead, people. Cheryl. Okay. Go ahead, Cheryl. This song, y'all go after you. Um, Tan, isn't it amazing that when God speaks to you, you can recollect precisely to the time, date, and everything, but something somebody else say, you'd be like, I don't know what day it was, what time, <laughs> they said something like, but isn't it amazing that it, it it's clear, It's and you can you can write it down 10, 15, 20 years later. It, that is so mm-hmm. amazing. If he said mm-hmm. it, it is so. Yes, it's, it's there. It's there. It's when all else pass away. Yes, I'll, I'll go. Thank hey, you, Jill. Go ahead. Uh-huh. It, it, to, I can't help it, but piggyback off of Didi and Christina Joy, he prepared them prior to, and if they realize it or did not realize it, he prepared you too prior to. And then oh, yeah. he, gave you, he gave you them seven words. Yeah. And they moved and they spoke. And each step you took, they spoke. And he was still preparing you for even more. And, and we, don't, we don't realize it until, like you said, we have that aha moment. He was preparing me. Mm-hmm. As he said, I prepare a place at that table. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be, mm-hmm. be, be, qui- be quiet. I'd be quiet. Be quiet, be quiet now. <laughs> um, two quiet. things, and then I am going to take off because I have a meeting um, this morning. Two things. One is, is that... Um, God, I forgot the two things. <laughs> oh, well, I remember the one. The one is that on the cover of my book about um, the fire didn't burn us, it, it, it goes into, it chronicles and goes into detail about um, our experience um, with that. The cover of the book, if you have it, uh, if you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, just go look at the just go look at the cover. You you can see it on Amazon, or you can go to my website and you'll be able. No, no, I don't know if it's still on Amazon because it's been a minute, but you could definitely see it on my website, um, TanyaNotTanya.com, and that's T-A-N-I-A, not N-O-T, T-A-N-Y-A.com. But if you look at the picture, that is how my son looked at me all the time, as if he could see through me. He could see if any doubt were to surface. 
uncertainty, fear, anxiety, if any of it showed up at any time, he would see it. It's like he could smell it. <laughs> that's how intense his look was for me. And that's why I picked that. That's why I selected that picture for the cover, because I remember it. It's like I wouldn't even have to, I, I didn't even have to look his way because I could feel him looking at me. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, God is good. Um, uh, oh, this is this was the other thought. Prior to my son getting ill, it may have been just a few weeks or maybe in a few months, I had this overwhelming press to pray and intercede for sons, not just mine. Sons, period. Every son that I knew, every every person that I knew that had a son, I prayed for them. I could, these, this was the intercession where I was calling them out by name, and it, it went on for like weeks. One particular time, though, you guys, if you can imagine this, one particular time. So I'm at my dad's church because my office, my my uh, company paid, they rented space from the church. And so I was, I, I, I used to get to the church early. You remember? Yeah. I used to get to the church early and I would pray. I would pray over the students. I would pray. I would anoint the chairs that they were going to sit in. And just ask God, but this one particular time I was in that big old church by myself. I was on my knees and I was praying and seeking the Lord. And something happened in the heavenly realm. I don't, it's like, it was like, this is how I felt it. It was somebody was supposed to do something and they dropped the ball. So they got chewed out, and it felt like God chewed them out, like he got them all the way together. They was shame, whatever it was, whatever, whoever the angel, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was an angel. I don't know if it was Satan himself, but somebody got the business that morning, and it was like there was a rumble in heaven. Um, And, and it was, and for him, I stopped, because I was like, I didn't get scared. It didn't scare me, but I was like, whoa, how do I keep praying over this? You ever been in a situation where somebody's going to get a whooping? It's not you. It's somebody in the same vicinity and the parent is letting them have it. Or there is a couple arguing, or maybe the parents are arguing, or, a, you know, somebody that you know is arguing, you love both of them, and you're just like, Ooh, I'm a, okay, I'm going to be quiet. You ever been like, that's what that felt like. It was very uncomfortable, but I knew it had to do with me, and I knew it had to do with the son's prayer. And so I know it was a lot of fasting going on during that time, a lot of prayer going on during that time and intercession. And what was happening is, is that I was, weight was being added to me. Remember I talked about walk heavy, right? Spiritual weight was being added to me so that I wouldn't blow away like the chaff of a wind. I wouldn't fall by the wayside. I would not, I would not give up. I would not give in. That's what was happening in that season. Because when I tell you when this happened, I didn't have to, I couldn't pray. I couldn't think to pray. I, I guess I was on a permanent fast because I got down to a size four. Um, and I didn't even realize it was stress. It was no appetite. My stomach stayed in, a, in knots. Um, I didn't develop an ulcer or anything like that, but I just had no appetite. And Dion was like, what is wrong with you? Why are your clothes hanging off of you like that? And I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't realize that I had lost the weight. Um, and people were so, people were like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Why are you asking me that? And to the point where it started, literally it started to piss me off. Like, stop asking me that. It's nothing wrong with me. 
And then finally I went to the doctor. I was like, hey, can you just check me out to make sure? I mean, it was when you have like um, men, old deacons of the church, like, you know, Tanya, you know, I'm a little concerned. No, nothing is wrong with me. Thank you for your um, concern, but nothing's wrong. Like I must have dropped weight in about, I don't know, Ray, about a month. All that, like I, it, it dropped um, severely. But anyway, and I said that to say God absolutely prepared me for the war. And, and with that scripture that talks about he teaches our hands how to war and our fingers how to fight. Oh, baby, I got a lesson. I got a lesson. Um, but anyway, that's it. I got to go, y'all. I love you. Uh, I pray that the message this morning encouraged your heart and that you will remember to remain focused because the biggest thing, that the most powerful weapon that the enemy has is the ability to plant thoughts in our mind. That's the only thing he can do. He can't touch us physically. Um, he can, he can, but he can cause us to have so much doubt and so much confusion in our mind that we begin to fight our own selves and we begin to doubt God and fight God. I want to encourage you that no matter what you are facing, to remain focused on the prize. Who is the prize? Jesus Christ is our prize. And it does not rain forever. I'm a living witness. It does not rain forever. I'm in my springtime right now, but y'all, summer is coming. Have fun in the summer. Bye, y'all. Love you. Love you, God bless you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Walk in victory. Blessings.